I got something that I want to start with. I want to say right off the bat, don't don't look at me like I'm anything special because I'm not. I just got the microphone, and what I'm going to share with you is what the Lord's shown me. And 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 I want to <clears throat> I want to start off by saying, you don't take my word for it. You go you go find it in your word. You go study it out and check me out. Don't just take my word as the gospel. You go figure it out in your Bible. And I'll just tell you this right now. I think so many times that people heard that they thought they might have heard from another guy that was preaching down the street that he told his buddy about this scripture that he thought he knew. And by the time it gets to you, it's not the word. It's something else. I, I do have a couple examples, and I'll just I'll share with them, share share them with you right quick, just so you'll understand what I'm getting at. And and I think we probably all know this answer, but I'm going to say it again. If you've heard it, I'm sorry, but don't sh don't raise your hand. But I bet if you ask a lot of the Christian people, said, "Hey, is money is the root of all evil?" Right? A lot of them would raise their hand and say, "Yes, Amen, brother." That's close. The wording's close, but the but the meaning ain't there. Uh-uh. The word doesn't say that money's the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil, right? And I bet I'm serious. We, you know, Roger and I get to go and preach in a few different places, and sometimes he'll say, you know, he'll try to trick them, and they'll raise their hand. Yes, yeah, Amen, brother. When the love of money, man, we gotta have money, don't we? You don't eat unless you, I mean, you go to McDonald's, if you don't, if you don't have some money, you ain't going to eat. So we have to have it, it's just don't be, don't have the love of it. Here's one more that I, that I just kind of, I've probably quoted it myself. Spare the rod, spoil the child. That's in the word, right? Is it? I mean, everybody says, yes, amen, brother. Sort of. It's sort of there. It doesn't say it spoils the child. It's, but the word says, and it's, it's uh, hang on a sec, I'll get it. Proverbs 13, 24. It says that he that spares the rod hates his son. And he that loves him disciplines him quickly. So, I mean, yeah, maybe it does. Maybe spare the rod does spoil the child. But that's not what the word says. Are you getting what I'm saying? We've got to know the word today, y'all. We can't be guessing and you're going to hear me say that 19 times today, I bet. We've got to know the Word. And the only way you're going to know the Word is if you get your Bible out and start studying. If I get my Bible out and start studying it, we've got to know what's going on, right? Are you with me? Something I've heard from the pulpit, just one other thing, and then I'll, this is just kind of a warm-up, but it's just one of my pet peeves. I've heard a preacher or two or three say this from the from the pulpit that well God just needed that guy in heaven. No, he did not. Let's just get that straight. That ain't right. They didn't need that guy in heaven. And and God didn't zap him with his zapper and take him out when he was sixty two years old. Maybe the twenty seven packs of cigarettes a day zapped him with the zapper and took him. You know what I'm saying? God didn't do it. The dividing line in the Bible is clear. John 10, 10, Satan come but to steal, kill, destroy. Jesus said, I come that you have life, that you have life more abundant. Don't fall for that bull butter. That ain't right. Is everybody clear on that? 
Whenever you see some, I mean, and, and preachers can be some, uh, sometimes we can just mealy mouth around when, and I don't have an answer. I can't understand why a baby died. I, I, don't try to come up with some cockamamie idea that God did it. Don't be blaming my God. He didn't do it. I take offense to that. That's not, that's not the kind of God we serve. If that's the kind of God we serve, if, if that's the kind of God that I serve, I don't want no part of that. If he'll just zap you anytime, take you out. If I was driving down the road and Carol's with me in the car and we're just driving along and all of a sudden I just decide I'm going to reach over there and slap her. Is she going to trust me? Huh? I just decide every now and then I'm going to slap her. She's not going to have any part of me. No trust. She don't want none of that. That's kind of the way I look at that when they blame God for somebody dying, right? Okay, I'll get off my, that's what I wanted to say for, just to get started here. I want to talk this morning about offenses. And if you've got your Bible, open it up anywhere and I'll be by there directly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. I want you to look at uh, Luke chapter 17, if you've got it there. And let me encourage you, if you don't have your Bible or you sometimes you need to bring it. It's uh, not sometimes. You need to bring your Bible and have it with you because you guys know as well as me, Wednesday, when you're at home and your knee's hurting, that screen right up there ain't going to do you one bit of good. You're going to have to get your word out and figure out what it says. Amen? Okay, so if you've got your Bible, I'll tell you this. I heard a guy say this, and I love it because he said offenses are like old fences. Has anybody ever heard that term? Or have you ever heard that? They're old fences. Think about it. If it's an offense, it could be only a minute long, or it could have been 40 years ago. I don't know. But it's an offense. And it's offense because it builds a wall between you and whoever you're offended with, right? Right? There we go. Thanks for that, yes, one thunderous amen. <laughs> Luke chapter 17, verse 1. Then he said to his disciples, It's impossible that no offenses should come but woe to him through whom they do come. So offenses are going to come, right? I mean, he says it. Man, they're, Jesus said it. They're coming. They're just hanging out there on the tree. If you want to grab one and run with it, I guess you can. They're going to come at you. Let me give you just a couple of examples or three. I've got, I wrote down some stuff. And Is it possible for me to look right at Adam look right over the top of Adam and look at Daniel and go right back there and shake Daniel's hand and never see Adam? Is that possible? Is it? I've done it. I've done it in a crowd. Look back and see somebody back there in the back and walk right past Pete and not, never, not ever say a word to him. Pete has a choice right there. He could get offended at me. Bill never, never spoke to me. Walked right by me. You see how easy they can come? I'm serious. Adam could say, you know that stinking Bill walked right past me and went all the way back there to Daniel and shook his hand, didn't say a word to me, didn't shake my hand. 
Is that possible? Can you be driving down the road and not see somebody? Man, I know I get I get in my oh, I get in my days and I'm just going like this and I don't see a soul sometimes. And people say, "Man, I saw you waved at you. You didn't wave at me." I'm like, "Really? Never saw you. Never saw you." Can you get offended? Could they be? Oh, well, that stinking Bill never waved at me. Drove right past me. Are you following me so far? Never asked my opinion on what color the carpet should be in this church. <laughs> Nobody ever. I've got a good eye. Didn't, didn't tell me what color the paint was going to be on the wall. I'm just offended. Why, why? I mean, we laugh, but there's people that have left the church. And it seems to me like the people in the church are the first ones to get offended. They can, and they do. They're mad because they, they weren't included in what color the flowers are going to be up here or something stupid. But it can come, y'all, real quick. And they're, like I said, they're just hanging out there on a the tree just waiting for you to grab one and run with it. And then whoosh, here comes a wall. And then unforgiveness kicks in, right? I mean, all those things start kicking in. It's really a great plan of the devil because that's, you think about it, Satan come but to kill, steal, destroy. And if, you, if he can destroy a relationship with an offense, he's won, right? They're coming. It's just how you're going to deal with them. How you're going to deal with them. Let me give you a couple of examples in the Word. Oh, I got one more. I got one. <laughs> uh, I might have said, I might have told you guys this. I was in Amarillo one day, and I was driving my old white beater-up pickup, and, and I just turned the corner, and have I told this? Have you ever heard this? Oh, okay. Anyway, you know in the turning lane, when you turn, and there's kind of like a white line there, and, I mean, it's yours to take, right? Because that white line, people aren't supposed to cross in there and do all that. Well, I turn, and I, I'm headed. I made the turn. This guy comes from the other lane, and meets me right in that white line. He's trying to get into the little turn in there. Are you, am I doing a good enough job explaining what that is? Okay. I have the white line, right? <laughs> so I turn the corner, and, he, and this guy meets me right here, and we stop. And I just stop, and he stops. And I thought, this is a buddy of mine. He's pulling something. He's in a little turd hearse about that. Whoops. Uh He's in a little old car about that tall, and I'm in the pickup. Well, I can't hardly see him, so i got to bend down like this at the bottom of my window to see him. And I look down there, and I thought, he's waving at me. I thought it's one of my friends. I finally get down like this. He's, he's looking at me like this. <laughs> and I said, do you see that white line right there? And I had my window down, and, we, you know, I got offended right quick. Shake your fist at me, I'll show you. That's my white line right there. He'd scoot up, and I'd scoot up. He'd scoot up, and I'd scoot up. But that's how, seriously, that's how quick. I thought he was a friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad. I'm offended. I forgave him. I mean, it's fun to tell now. I would laugh about it. it I didn't know who it was, but he was sure shaking his fist at me. That's just one more example. Let me give you, let me give you an example out of the word. If you, like I said, turn to, turn to uh, 
Mark chapter 6, verse 1, if you would. Then he went out from there and came to his own country. His disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is that which is given to him that such mighty works are performed in his hands? Isn't this just the carpenter? Isn't this just old Jesus? Don't we know him? I mean, really, can't you, can't you see him? They're getting mad because he's, he's doing all the stuff and they're not. He's doing great things. And he's teaching and they're saying, Man, isn't this, just, isn't this just the carpenter, the son of Mary, just the brother of James? In, chapter, in verse 3, sorry. Do you say that Joseph? Is that how you say that word, is that name? I guess that's how you say it. Judas and Simon. And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. They were offended at him because he was doing some stuff. He was teaching. He was a good preacher. Can we get offended in church? <laughs> I mean, I look at that and I think, man, God preaches so good. Could I get offended because he's so good at it and he lays hands on the sick and sees recovery and healings and all kinds of stuff? Is it, is it possible to get offended like that? Man, these guys were, this was in his hometown. People knew him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country among his own relatives and in his own house. And he could do no mighty work there except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. So they were offended. They were just flat out offended. That's just one example, right? Flip over to Luke chapter 7. I want you to look at that one if you will. Luke chapter 7 verse 18. This is the one I want to get to because this one's it's just amazing to me. Luke chapter 7, verse, what did I say? 17, 18? 18. Are you there? Okay. Then, uh, let's go back up. Hey, let's go back up to 11. Now it happened the day after. Will you put 11 up? Thanks, son. Now it happened the day after that he went into the city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him in a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, and the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. 
And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding region. And then verse 18. Then the disciples of John reported to him concerning all these things. And John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus saying, Are you the coming one or do we look for another? Now, let's just think about that just a second. John, John's in prison. Jesus is a cousin, right? I mean, if you go back and look, you see where John leapt in the womb whenever he got around Mary, right? The cousin of Jesus. And so he's, he's in prison, and Jesus is out there, and two of his disciples come to him, and he says, Hey, listen, listen, John. Jesus is out there, man. There's some great stuff happening. I mean, this guy was, this guy was dead and in the coffin, and, and Jesus told him to rise, and he got up and started speaking. And John's sitting there going, no, what, What'd you say? What? Who's down there? Jesus? Are you talking about, did you say Jesus? Yeah, 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 Jesus. You know, he's down there. Man, there's some great stuff happening. There's all kinds of healings and things are happening. It's awesome. Man, you sh I mean, it's, it's like really great stuff. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're talking about my cousin? You know, the one who I baptized? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, 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 man. It's really great. It's some good stuff. I mean, it's like, it's like revival Big time revival down there. It's awesome. Well, wait just a minute now. I'm in here. I'm in prison. And my cousin Jesus has been here a while apparently. And he's been healing people and doing all this stuff. And he hadn't come in here to see me. Hadn't come down here to the prison to check me out and to check on me. I'll tell you what. You tell him. You tell him. What did he say? You go tell him, are you the coming one or do we look for another? Y'all, not too often, not too, too far ago, too <laughs> before that, he'd said, let's, let's look at that right quick. It is, hang on just a sec. How about John 1.29? Look at that, please. I hope I got the right scripture. Yeah, this is it. Let me just let me read. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, what did he say? Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You see how quick he got into offense? He got offended right quick, did he not? Jesus was doing all this great stuff and he's in prison. But right before that, this is of he of whom I said, after me a man comes a man who is preferred before me and he was before me. I did not know him, but he, but he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore I came baptizing with water and John bore witness saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but... He who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you will see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. So before 
He's in jail. He just said all that stuff. Man, this guy's the Lamb of God. It's, it's the Son of God. And immediately he gets offended and says, Go ask if he's the coming one. Look back at Luke chapter 7. What does he say after that? I want to. Luke, Luke, I'm looking at Mark. Luke chapter 7, right after that, he says, and, and Jesus, this cracks me up too, Jesus at that very, Jesus that very hour had cured many of infirmities, afflictions. In other words, Jesus just kept on, I'm sure those guys went and said, are you the one, are you the coming one, or do we look for another? And he just looked at them and goes, <laughs> and he just kept on doing what he's doing. And he healed more and did all this stuff. And then afterwards, he looks at him and goes, he says, hey, I'll tell you what, boys. This is Bill Grilkes. You go tell John the things you have seen and heard, that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And then what does he say right after that? And blessed... <laughs> is he who is not offended because of me. John was offended bad. I want to I ask you some stuff because I think John had some unfilled expectations, right? Because he, I think he was thinking, man, my cousin should be down here. He should come check me out and, and visit and we'll talk about some stuff. And is it possible, I'm just asking this, but is it possible that a wife could get offended at a husband right quick? I'm, I'm just asking because Tim gets offended at me. I don't ever get offended at her. No. <laughs> Unfulfilled expectations can, can wreck stuff. Just let me give you an example. I thought Bill's going to mow the yard yesterday. He didn't get it done. I thought Tim was going to do the dishes last night. They're still in the sink. Can I get offended like that pretty quick? Yes, I can. And you can too. But it's like I said, those offenses are just out there. They're waiting to jump on you if you'll pick them up. You just have to say, if you go back to some of the examples that, that he never waved at me, he just didn't. You know, he didn't speak, he didn't do all that. You just have to decide that I'm going to pick the good side of that. You know, we talk about that in everything. Let's see, uh, if there's anything praiseworthy, think on these things, right? We just have to find the good in that. And so I've decided that whenever I think I'm fixing to get offended, I just say something like, nope, he just didn't see me. He just didn't see me. I'm not going to get offended. That's just an example. He didn't answer his phone. He's probably busy. She didn't do the dishes. She was wore out. Right? So we just have to pick. Just always decide to pick the good out of the, out of the situation. Yes? That's how we don't get offended. They're going to come. I think one of the fastest ways... Or let me say that again. I think one of the ways that we can get offended is by, is by comparison. This, I'll tell you what, just flip over there to, 
I got another scripture. Second Corinthians ten, verse twelve. Are y'all sweating as much as I am? I don't know how God does this. Every week. Second Corinthians ten, verse twelve. For we dare not compare ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they measure, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. So, in other words, whenever you're starting to compare yourself with some, someone else, you're stupid, right? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It says you're not wise, but I think you're stupid when you start comparing yourself. And, and we can look at that and we start immediately start comparing ourselves we're going to compare ourselves and, and i'm not saying that comparison is all bad because i think if sometimes when you compare yourself to another if you're looking at it like if he did it if scotty did it by golly i can do it too if scotty lost 10 pounds so can i i'm all for that kind of comparison right i'm good with that one it's just whenever i'm looking at scotty going golly he lost 10 pounds and and i just I'm a little upset about it, and I can't ever seem to do it. All of a sudden, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at Scotty for me, man. God created each one of us for our own deal. Let's just be who we are. I'm not saying you can't work hard and get that dimple off your rear, but that's okay. If you want to do it, get after it. But don't be comparing yourself and getting it down in the mully grubs because I'll never. Let me give you an example. I'll never, I'll never be able to have one of those. You're right. You'll never have one of those. You're right. I'll never. Don't be saying that. Our words are powerful, right? We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Our words are so powerful. Don't be saying that. Don't be saying I'll never. Say yes, I can. I will. I don't know how God does all this. I got sweat dripping down my crack right now. It just, this has got to get easier, doesn't it? At some point. I got so many notes and I have no earthly idea where I am. I was talking about comparison. I, I probably see it a little in my kids and in my grandkids and because the, the Facebook thing is always out there. I mean, y'all, really, when you look at Facebook, and, and I'm off, there's good stuff in Facebook. Praise God, you know, not not too off long in 2020 whenever uh, uh, we were locked down and I, have, I actually have Facebook on my phone. Tim will put it on there, I think, one day. And so I could watch Guy on Facebook Live back in 2020. So I know there's there's great stuff in Facebook. I'm I'm all for uh, I'm all for technology and moving ahead, man. We have stuff in our tractors that's just fantastic. You know the guidance and the and the whatever you call that spray and the butt. You know the butt massager I was telling you all about. 
and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's awesome. Man, there's some great technology. But whenever you're looking at Facebook and you know everything about everybody else and you spend four or five hours a day on it, keeping up with everybody else, and you're comparing yourself and you're upset because they're gone on some vacation and you're offended at them because they're always doing something you're not, then you've got a problem. It's really, it's like the guy that ran through the, in the, uh, you know, ran through the parade or whatever here a few years ago, killed four or five with a car. You know, we ought to ban all those Toyotas or what they were. No, it wasn't the Toyota, it was the loose nut behind the wheel driving through there. So, okay, I better, I'll, Facebook is all right until it's not all right. I was reading some stuff, just a few, just piddling around. Get this. And our phones. <laughs> do you believe anything you see on the internet? I don't know. I'm not sure I do, but this is where I got it. You know, I was, I'm talking about screen time and staying on the phone and all that. This is where I got that. I use mine. I mean, we do. I use mine for a map. I use that phone for all kinds of stuff. I Google stuff all the time, like a, how to put a turbocharger on a Detroit, on a 60 series Detroit. You can Google that and it'll show you how to do it. You can Google how to wire a generator. It's awesome, I love it. Facebook, I don't, I don't ever, I love you, but I, you know, bacon and eggs looks the same as the bacon and eggs at my house picture you took and put it on Facebook looks just like mine I just don't so anyway our phone get this they say we touch our phone 2600 times a day I don't know where they got that but that's a lot of touching your phone that's for the guy that's just an average I think the ones that are addicted to it it says 5400 times a day they touch their phone where is mine? Oh, just got to see that it's there or something. Screen time, get this. 44 days out of a year is spent on it. I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not ramming it because some of you, like me, you use it. I, I get that. But whenever it's a problem and you're searching all the time and wasting time, how about we spend that time with the Lord? Wouldn't it be something if we spent 44 days of a year with the Lord? Most people check their phone 58 times a day, and that's to look at it. I guess they have to touch it, feel it, make sure that wasn't vibrating. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting. 23 minutes and 15 seconds is how long it takes to get back. They did some study, and after you've been on your phone, checked it for however long, it takes 23 minutes and 15 seconds to get back focused on what you were just doing. Somebody come up with some study of that. Just think of the time that we waste right there. You know, are you with me? How about we spend time with the Lord? We've got to know what the Lord says. We've got to know what his word says. Y'all, I'd a lot rather know that is to what you ate for breakfast yesterday. I 
I talk about my kids and my grandkids. Sometimes comparison, like uh, like I said, they'll be, Braden has said some stuff. Just all of them have said stuff. And, and like I said, they look at, they compare themselves with some of their buddies. And some of them are doing very well. And I just tell them, you know what? It's a good thing we're all different. Because if we were all the same, if we compared ourselves and we were all just alike, this would be a miserable place. And you know what? Just enjoy where you are on the way to where you're going. That's a better way to put it. Just enjoy where you are. Be content with what you had. Contentment is in the Lord, right? One of the things that, like I said, my grandkids... Uh, you know, one of them's faster than the other one. One of them can throw a ball a lot further than the other. One's a little taller. And I've heard some of my kids say, you know, he's just not as fast as that one. I just look at him and say, well, he will be. It'll be all right. He's different. Everybody's a little different. Quit comparing yourself to one another. Just accept it and move on. If you want to change, change. If you want that dimple off your rear, we'll get after it. I better shut. I better quit. So I think maybe you get the drift that comparison is just probably not that great. Amen. I don't know how God does this. Okay. How does He align it where He just keeps going and doesn't have to stop and read His notes all the time? I'm going to ask him next time I see him. I'm done. That's about all I can say. I've said enough. I don't think I say 30 minutes in a whole day. And I think I've said 35 minutes so, so far.